G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around very quickly every week. It just seems like only yesterday we were talking to Ron Ross, but here we are a week later, the Tuesday opportunity we have to check in with breaking news headlines from Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Ron, let's start with some headlines that come from the Palestinian territories, uh, the Palestinians, where there's a secret pay rise by the cabinet, and that's angered the Palestinian Authority public. What's the story there? Well, the revelations have rocked the West Bank, where the cash-strapped government has been forced to slash the salaries of its employees because of a financial crisis. Coming during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan, a time of high expenses for struggling families, the report renewed outrage among Palestinians who have long seen their leadership as out of touch and rife with corruption. The cabinet members behave as if the government is their private shop and they can take as much as they want, one political commentator said. According to a leaked document, the monthly salaries for cabinet ministers spiked from $3,000 to $5,000, while the Prime Minister's salary was raised $6,000. The raises were kept secret from the public and approved by the President, Mahmoud Abbas. Two senior officials uh, uh, said, and overriding a 2004 law that fixed ministers' salaries. The officials spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorised to discuss the details with the media. (laughs) You can be sure the Cabinet doesn't want to find out who they are. Interesting, isn't it? Because here in Australia, there's always a backlash when our politicians get a pay rise. Uh, But this uh, looks like, as from what I can tell, Ron, a 67% pay rise at a time when the Palestinian Authority is in such dire financial straits, it's reported that it could be even in a collapsing situation and could be bankrupt by well, next the month. The Minister of the Palestinian Authority made that statement a week ago. Uh, he was talking about uh, precarious conditions of their financial uh, security. So not a good time to be announcing a politician's pay rise. No, you wouldn't think. Another story out of the Palestinian Authority where the wife of Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas has undergone surgery in Israel. What's the story there, Ron? Yeah, doctors in Israel performed surgery on Amina Abbas, the wife of the uh, Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, at a private clinic near Tel Aviv over the weekend. As tensions between Israel and the Palestinian Authority mounted over the kidnapping of three Israeli teenagers by Palestinian terrorists. The operation on Abbas's leg was performed on Friday and she was released from hospital on Sunday. Mrs. Abbas was hospitalized at the Asuta Medical Center in Ramat Hakhail near Tel Aviv. 
Her stay in a private room at the clinic was kept under wraps and security guards were stationed around the clock. Other patients were unaware of the identity of the VIP in the private room. And Hebrew media said hospital staff members were evasive when questioned. The three teenagers who were kidnapped, Eel Ritrak, 19, Gilad Shear, 16, and Naftali Frankel, 19, were abducted on Thursday night in the West Bank. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he holds Abbas's Palestinian Authority responsible for their well-being. Let's turn our sights further to the north, to Turkey. And according to a BBC report, Ron, young religious Turks are turning sceptical, growing more sceptical of Islam. Yeah, and I got very excited when I read this story because I see the prospect here for evangelism. Until recently, I would not even shake hands with men, a religion elementary school teacher told the BBC. But now I do not know whether there is a God or not, and I really don't care. Young religious people in Turkey are growing sceptical about Islam, according to the BBC report. The number of religious schools in Turkey is ten times greater than it was in 2003 when President Recep Tayyip Erdogan was elected for his first term. However, according to the BBC, it's become more common for young Turks to question their faith, even though no objective data about the phenomenon is available. According to the British Public Service broadcaster, political and religious leaders in Turkey have recently been debating whether the pious young are moving away from from Islam as well. Until recently, I was a sympathiser of radical groups, such as Islamic State or Al-Qaeda. Today, I'm an atheist. Bika, a a theology student, told the BBC... I initially wanted to find some logic in Islam, but I could not. Then I started questioning God. Well, change happening in a number of these different nations that's being reported. And uh, just to give some attention to Iran for a few moments, uh, where it seems to be, and you know, we've had previous discussions, Ron, about the growth of Christianity in places like Iran. Uh, but there's also along, along those lines too, a rising sort of secular idea. Islamic morality police are closing something like 500 restaurants in Tehran as patrons defy laws on dancing and what they call immoral dress. Uh, This is a big trend too that's worthy of note. Yeah, the uh, Tehran police chief said they defied Islamic principles. They will now uh, join a list of forbidden activities in the Republic of Iran that includes public dog walking. The owners of restaurants and cafes in which Islamic principles were not observed were confronted and during the operation 547 businesses were closed and 11 offenders arrested. Local police website quoted Hossein Rahimi as saying, Fars News Agency said the operation was carried out over the past 10 days by members of elite police Islamic morality patrols. The infractions including unconventional advertising in cyberspace, playing illegal music and debauchery. 
Observing Islamic principle is one of the police's main missions and responsibility, the police chief said. Citizens can report instances of those driving without hijabs in cars, hosting mixed dance parties, or posting immoral content on Instagram. This is not the first time a harsh version of Islamic law has been invoked in Iran against the general population. But again, Neil, I would say that this would suggest uh, the opportunity for evangelism is on hand, and uh, there's no better time than now. And undoubtedly, there'll be a lot of groups who will see it the same way as you do, Ron, and in the future, no doubt, we'll hear some stories of how those sorts of expeditions into evangelism uh, have continued to grow in places like Iran. Uh, uh, Neil, might I just say yeah. that uh, radio and television plays a major part in that evangelism because so many Iranians listen uh, to Christian radio and uh, are converted that way. Well, radio doesn't have any uh, special borders that it's restricted by, and so, uh, yes, no doubt, radio is playing a big role there. Let's talk about Australia's relationship with Israel here, Ron. There's a headline about the Australia, Israel and Jewish Affairs Council applauding Australia's momentous step on Holocaust education. What's this story about? Yeah, they're known as AJAC, and they've congratulated the Australian government following Australia's admission as a full member of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. This is the final momentous step in a long and drawn-out process which involved a number of individuals making significant efforts towards achieving a result which will benefit both Australia and uh, the association, Jeremy Jones, AJAC's Director of International Community Affairs, said. AJAC Executive Director Dr Colin Rubenstein added, We are grateful for the ongoing efforts over decades of several different Australian governments in pursuing and finally achieving this highly valuable outcome, placing Australia among the world leaders in Holocaust education. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Foreign Minister uh, Senator Maurice Payne deserve special recognition for seeing this process through to a positive conclusion, he said. Well, that's very significant, and uh, I wonder whether that'll make the mainstream news headlines, Ron, but uh, quite a significant development, certainly with the relations between Australia and Israel, and as you say, a full member now of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, and in an age of rising anti-Semitism, that's a strong statement by Australia. Uh, Ron... Ron Ross, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines for us overnight. I look forward to our next update, but thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Have a great day, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.